you are in the perfect place at the divine time to be touched by a horse. Here's your hosts, Melissa Pierce and Dane Cheek. Hi, everybody. It's Melissa, and I'm so glad to be back with you today. I do not have Dane with me today. Today's one of the interviews I'm doing with one of our certified practitioners of our Equine Gestalt Coaching Program. I am so happy to introduce her. Thank you, Tracy Wood. Thank you for having me, Melissa. I'm so happy to be here today. You bet. For a while there, when you were in training, you and another one of our Canadian students were here so much, you were like part of the farm. It was so great, and we'd walk outside and like, oh, there's Tracy and Jen. It was fabulous to have you here as much as you did. I was thinking today, didn't you go through kind of during the whole COVID nightmare time to travel? Yeah, we started in January of 2020. So um, yeah, there was lots of ups and downs and twists and turns and yeah, yeah, spent a lot of time on the ranch and it was beautiful time on the ranch. And I'm so thankful that I was able to spend that time there. Yeah. I think those of us that have animals that went through COVID have a different feeling about it because like you probably stayed on your home easily when you were home. I know I did. I stayed with my animals and on my ranch and felt pretty good about it. Well, your business today is called Touch of Equal. And I think what's really the most unusual thing is for our U.S. listeners to know, besides our Canadian listeners, but our U.S. listeners to know you can combine a vacation in Manitoba, Canada, as well as do your EGC work with Tracy. And I got to tell you, that would be such a wonderful way to go because you would fly there. And then in between some sessions with Tracy, you also would have time to be in nature. Manitoba is so beautiful beautiful. And they have all kinds of things there on their farm. And it's built to be a farm vacation stay place, right? That's correct. Yeah. That's amazing. It's It's a beautiful space. And so when they're walking, take us through it. Are they walking in the woods? Walk me through like if I was staying on your place and I woke up and I thought, oh, I'm going to go out and be in nature. Where am I? Oh, when you wake up, you're looking out on beautiful gardens in the yard. And often the distance is a red hip roof barn and the horses are out there grazing. And we have about 75 acres of pasture land, which is a combination of bush and trees and also open meadows where guests can go and walk and connect with nature. And then there's also a pool that you can, a big in-ground swimming pool that you can uh, relax and float around. Yeah, float around too. So, well, Manitoba is so gorgeous. There's so much to do there. So when people come up now, I think you and your family, you do sheep and beef cattle, right? But that's not on the vacation property. Is that another property that you have? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So the farm vacation stay is a property um, just a few miles away from my home farm, as well as my Mm -hmm. sister's home farm. So the the beef cattle and the sheep are on our home farms. We call the farm vacation stay the pretty farm. The pretty farm. (laughs) The pretty farm. And the other's the working farm. (laughs) And then there's the working farm. Yes. So but the horses are at the pretty farm uh-huh. um, at the farm vacation stay. Nice, so, yeah. nice. And so did you have horses when you were a child? I did. I was so lucky, so blessed to have them from, I received my first pony when I was eight years old as a gift for my birthday. She was originally my brother's who completely lost interest. So she was re-gifted to me. My dad wasn't a huge fan of horses, 
Uh, however, my sister and I just kept buying them and bringing them home. Yeah, so. yeah, bring them home. Here we go, Dad. We got another yeah. one. That's great. Yeah. And and I could just mm-hmm. only imagine knowing you how excited you were at eight to know she was yours, right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, it was. Mm, she was wonderful. Her name was Brandy. Nice. You know, she was challenging. She was a little Welsh quarter horse cross and. Uh, we rode bareback all over the pastures and I'd come off and she'd, she'd stay with me until I got back on. And so uh, she was a great little horse to learn on and have lots of fun when I was young. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I had that kind of childhood when you could be with horses and it wasn't as formalized as it is today. At least in the States, it's very formalized. If an eight-year-old child wants to learn to ride, they're going to be signed up for lessons at a trainer. The horse will already be saddled. They'll get on and learn the things that they're learning. And I think that's great. I mean, I'm sure you and I are lucky to be alive as we're making this podcast, right? For the crazy things that we did on horses. But I'm kind of glad I grew up in that liberty time when I learned by making the mistakes and I learned by, you know, doing all these things. And my horses were tremendous teachers of what to do and what not to do. So, yeah. Oh, I agree, Melissa. Oh, we swam in the river. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Yeah, it was a beautiful time. Yeah, no parents around, swam in the river. It, it, it was, it definitely. And kids today can't even imagine having that kind of freedom. And and I get why they don't today, but I I do think we were pretty lucky. We were very lucky. To do that, for <laughs> sure, for sure. How did you get into the whole sheep farming thing? I had sheep years ago when I was in my, ooh, you know, mid-20s. And then kids came along and they left the sheep did and then about five years ago it was our oldest boy who is um, now almost 24 and he thought he'd like to get into sheep so uh, we were kind of like okay so we supported him in that decision and kind of have done it along with him over the last five years so yeah they're fun. Yeah. I just remember some of the things I've seen online with your stuff, with all the shearing and there, there's some work part of the year, the rest of the year, they're pretty easy. Right. But, but that shearing part is, and lambing is pretty tough. Pretty tough stuff. It is. Yeah. And the shearing is happening tomorrow. Nice. So. Nice. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you've been here when we've had our alpacas sheared, but that's always a highlight around here because the alpacas are the goofiest looking crazy little animals. It really, if you study an alpaca, it sort of looks like a cross between a rabbit and a, I don't know what, they're so put together, so funny. And they look like little stuffed animals. That's why I imagine your sheep do too, like little stuffed animals when they come into the barn to be sheared. And then they leave, alpacas leave looking like an alien from some other planet. They're completely completely different when they leave. Bizarre. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they're also grateful. They're like, yay. Yes. <laughs> get all that off. Yeah. And we can do that. So that's awesome. So I usually ask my graduates of the program a couple of things. One is, how did you first learn about me and learn about Touched by a Horse? I probably heard the story, but I don't remember it. I was just on the computer and, and searching for more of the different ways to the healing modalities with horses. I did have my equine assisted learning um, certification and I was craving deeper learning. I love to learn. So I was craving that deeper understanding of how humans and horses work together to heal. And deep process for trauma, right? Yeah. Yeah. EAL is great, but you're right. It's not deep. It's uh, not a deep way and we take it way down. (laughs) 
like catfish, right? Way deeper. Yeah. Yeah. So I found it probably three years before I applied and uh, it wasn't a good time. We had foster children at the time and we were super busy and then up it popped again in onto my radar. And I believe I applied a month before like six weeks before we were supposed to begin in 2020 and boom, it, it just rolled from there. And who could have predicted COVID, right? So here we go into a global pandemic right after That's that. That's right. And I yeah. love how determined you were. That was not going to slow you down. You were not going to say, well, I'll wait till this is over and then be back. You're like, no, it's a good time. We're just going to be safe and be smart and keep coming. And you did. And it was it was fabulous. And actually what you didn't know at the time is things were quieter around here than normal. So you actually came at a great time for our farm, you know, because really we didn't have the volume of people that we normally have on site. So it's great. It's great. We're out of a drought, which is exciting for us. We've been in a drought for five years, so we're very glad to be out of the drought. It looks a little bit like Ireland out there now. It's raining every day. It looks really beautiful. So we're pretty happy with that. And we're the opposite here. Are you? Are you pretty dry? Yeah. We're getting we're getting dry. Yeah. Yeah. And normally, if people come up there in the summer times, what would they expect weather-wise? Our summers are very bright and sunny. Uh, okay, I'm going to be talking in Canadian temperatures here, usually like 25 degrees Celsius, about it is an average. Uh, yeah, which is about 75 okay. here, so that's Yeah, great. we have yeah, been very hot here, though, the last few weeks. Um, like, we're yeah. a lot in, like, the upper t- upper 20s. 30 degrees Celsius. So it's been really hot. Wow. So that is, it is very hot. Yeah. That is hot for there for sure. Well, you never know, but you've got a pool for people to cool off in anyway. So, so that works. Touched by a Horse offers three comprehensive programs giving you the ability to have the career you've always dreamed about, working in partnership with the magic of horses. Our equine facilitator program provides you with the skills to build a thriving business hosting group experiences with horses. Our equine gestaltist program prepares you to open your own private gestalt practice in partnership with horses. And our master equine gestaltist program builds your gestalt skills both in and outside the round pen. All of our programs include in-depth live classes, business growth training, and a supportive community of herd members to collaborate with and learn from. Visit our website at touchedbyahorse.com to learn more about which program is right for you and your healing herd. you consider, uh, you know, I know because I watched how beautifully you coached in the program. I want to say to our listeners, you are trained to work with anyone. That's, that's the truth of our program is that our graduates are certified to work with any kind of situation a person could put in front of them. So they've seen it all, heard it all in training. So they're very, very well versed in that. But all of our graduates, we ask for them to have a focus, a sort of niche, a specialty, if you will. So anyone that wants that Manitoba vacay, and I bet she'd even bring a little lamb over for you to see on the pretty farm. (laughs) But, you know, anything like that that you want to do, plan to go. Give yourself that gift of three or four days of writing in your journal and walking in nature and catch two or three sessions with Tracy. It honestly will change your life. 
I also asked them to have some sort of specialty. So Tracy, put in words for me, your ideal client, somebody listening today, what's your focus, your niche? My focus, which is very near and dear to my heart, is agriculture, the producers and ranchers and their families in the ag industry. I'm a born and raised farm girl, and um, I know firsthand how difficult being a producer can be. We have so many outside factors that affect what we do, what we produce, and it takes a toll. And typically, our producers are very steadfast and they don't like to show that they're having a difficult time. Our jobs can be very solitary. We can be on our own a lot and you get stuck with your own thoughts. And uh, so, yeah, it's very near and dear to my heart for sure. Yeah, yeah, I get it. And what occurs to me alongside, I would hope anybody who's in the agriculture industry would hear what Tracy's saying, know that she, you wouldn't have to explain it all to her. She understands the trials and tribulations of it, but also people who marry into it. So there's a lot of people that were not raised on a ranch or a farm, not raised in that lifestyle, and they find themselves living it because they fell in love with somebody that does. And you talk about a cultural shift and some difficulty around that. You might love the person great, but until you figure the lifestyle out, it's not as romantic as Lifetime movies make it look. You know, it's really different. So I would think that would be a really good idea for anybody that's in that situation. Absolutely. Even from um, from my perspective as being born and raised in the egg industry, but I've also married someone from that is also a producer themselves, seeing how they deal with stress. And it's even difficult for myself. So, and as, as a wife and still, you know, being a caregiver and all that kind of stuff, it, even, even if you're born into it, not being a producer and coming into that role would be very much a culture shock. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. It looks like a good thing and it is, but it's such a difference from somebody in in a, in any other kind of lifestyle. So I can't imagine living say in in Manhattan. So for me, and I'm sure we have listeners in Manhattan, I love to visit New York and catch a play and eat at their great restaurants. And I understand the attraction of that, but the lifestyle would not be something that my heart could do or my consciousness or my, I don't know, my nervous system, right? And it's just the same the other way. It's it's something in such contrast for somebody to all of a sudden take on this sort of seasonal dependent lifestyle. You know, there's certain, every season carries its chores and its ups and its downs and its challenges and its gifts. And it's a lot for somebody to figure out. It is. Yeah. And every year is different. Every season's different. Every year is different depending on the weather, the markets. There's so many factors and it's a up and down ride. Yeah, for sure. Now you guys raise cattle in addition, beef cattle, in addition to your sheep. What I didn't ask you what breed your sheep are. So what breed are your sheep? The main breed of our sheep is a Canadian breed. They're called Rideau Arcots. Rideau Arcots. That sounds very yeah. fancy. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> and then how about your cattle? Tell us a little bit about your cattle. Our beef cows are, we run a commercial herd of beef cows, which are uh, Black Angus, Semitol, and Maine Anjou. 
influence. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So again, a really good cross for yielding the best of beef and, mm-hmm. and all of that kind of thing too. So yeah. And I would love to know, because I've interviewed other beef raisers, why those cows have those babies on the coldest night of the year. You can just about count on it, right? Mm. Yes. <laughs> we we actually- if there's a blizzard, they're calving. Yeah. Well, we actually calve our cows in April and May. We nice. we work with nature now because we were we used to be the oh. same way. It's like, oh, it's like Duh, cold. Right? Yeah. So yeah. yeah, we calve when it's warmer and we go out in the nice. morning and there's a few new babies and they're up and- Love and yeah, life. That's so, great. Yeah. So, so you're a smart beef cattle raiser. <laughs> that's what I hear from that because I've talked to a lot of them in Montana and such, and it's like that they, they will do it. One was a mutual friend. You and I both know June from Montana mm-hmm. and she had four boys. And I asked her, I said, well, what kind of discipline do ranch kids get? Like they're already grounded. They're on the ranch, right? So what yeah. do you do? She says, oh, that's easy. They ride the night shift on calving. Yeah. So they're out there on horseback, watching all the cows, waiting for them to calve, pulling a calf at, you know, negative 30 Fahrenheit, which is, mm-hmm. I don't know, some ungodly number in Canada. Cold. But yeah, so I thought that was a pretty good answer. She's, yeah, yeah, we can't ground them. So we just, <laughs> we have, they're on the calving duty, which I yeah. love. That's great. Keeps them busy. So that keeps you super busy. So yes. between the sheep and the shearing of the sheep and the calving of the beef cattle and the, everything that goes with that life in the fall and just all of it going through there, plus doing your EGC practice and running your farm vacation stay place, that the pretty yeah. farm, as you call it. The pretty farm. Yeah, it, it definitely keeps me busy. Yeah, definitely. It's great though. What's, good being what's busy. your slowest month of the year? Curiosity. Yeah, usually like January, February are the quieter months, which is a great time for me to be able to be inside okay. out of the cold and uh, be able to um, do some planning for the upcoming year, yeah. Uh, yeah. plan groups, plan different um, events that we're going to be holding and that kind of sure. thing. Sure. I don't know. I forgot to ask you before we started, are you doing a retreat this summer on your your farm vacay place? Possibly this fall we'll be doing a retreat. Um, the farm vacation stay gets really busy with families coming okay. in and booking. So the retreats for the EGC kind of get pushed to the to the spring and fall. Yes. Yeah. Back a little bit. Yeah. 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 So like October yeah. or something like that. So if they wanted to know more about what you have coming up, see some photos of your place and your horses, and we want to talk about your horses in just a second too, it is touchofequine.ca, not .com because they're Canadian. So .ca, touchofequine.ca, and you can find all about Tracy and all the wonderful things that she's doing and see photos on her site and all of that. So we partner with horses for this beautiful work. So tell me about your equine partners for EGC. They live on the pretty farm. I like that they live there. There's three geldings that that partner with me on a regular basis. They're all older. I've got, uh, there's Snuff and Chance and Shirley. And then I have a little Icelandic mare who is almost 30, but she stays home on the other farm and and she'll come over to the other farm when, when she's needed. Yeah. So the main guys are over there with me and they are so full of wisdom. Yeah. They're gents. They're, they're really gents. They're older gents, right? They are. Did you say one of them's name is Shirley? Yes. (laughs) 
like a boy named Sue. It's a gelding named Shirley. A gelding okay. named Shirley. Yeah. So um, <laughs> they are, this is their second act in their, in their career. They're all retired, you know, retired ranch geldings. Oh, they're some of the best. Yeah. Some of the best. They amaze me every time a client comes out, like I'm in awe of them. And I thank them every time. Of all the ways in which they're stepping forward yeah. to do this. Yeah, yeah I, I, mm-hmm. I hear you for sure. Mm-hmm. And you're working primarily, not exclusively, but primarily with people that do have some understanding of horses and do have some understanding of agriculture and animals and livestock and thinking of horses as livestock. And then they have this experience with you. How fun has that been? Have you opened some eyes where they went like, I didn't know a horse would do that? Yeah, because they view them so differently in some way. And it's like, wow, I've never connected or have had a horse connect with me in that way before. And so it's really eye-opening. And I think they leave with a better understanding, if especially if they have horses at home too. Right. They usually go home and apologize to their horses. Yeah. Like, I had no idea. Yeah. I'm going to listen to you a lot differently right. now. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to talk to you like my Ford or my Chevy. I... I, I- or my tractor, I'm going to realize that you're this incredibly wise, clairsentient being Absolutely. You know, to go in. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. And those three sound perfect also, Tracy, for our listeners to know. That's the kind of horse and the kind of experience that I would love people to have if they know nothing about horses, mm-hmm. because they're able to come up to somebody who's so uh, capable as you are and can put them in a total safety with these three horses and meet all three of them and see what they have to say to somebody about anything that's happened to them in their life. I do want to mention on the podcast too, that sometimes people think, well, you know, I don't know when Melissa, when you talk about you have work to do, or you do a piece of work or what your graduates, you know, would do to me, you know, what what are we going to do? And I will say that almost everyone I've ever met in 38 years of doing this has some form of unfinished, unspelled out work to do from their life, whether it's in your childhood and people will say, well, why would I want to dig up the unhappiness of my parents' marriage or my dad's alcoholism or any of that? Why would I want to go back and dig all that up? And the reason is simple. Whether you realize it or not, your brain pressed record and it recorded some of these incidences that happened in your life. And then today, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years later, you see something that your mind says, ooh, that's sort of similar to what happened to you when you were nine. And it plays a little snippet, just enough to get your charge up, just enough to have you overreact to the present situation and just enough to cause you some problems. Our clients do not realize that what they come to us for is connected to anything in their background. Most clients have no idea that it's connected or how it's connected or why or or what to do with it. And that's Tracy's job. You do not have to know what you want to work on. If you know you know, you know that you had date rape when you were 18, or you know that your parents' divorce was really painful and you didn't see your dad again for years, or whatever your situation is, that's easy. You can sit down and say, this is what I know. Now what do I do? But if you have no idea, you say, what I want is to go there to beautiful Manitoba, meet Tracy, sit in her 
great place, have part vacation and part growth and self-awareness, that's what you do. And you say that to her, I'm here because I'm interested in more self-awareness around me and how I work and what I'm all about. And that's totally welcomed there for sure. So fantastic. Before I let you go, I wanted to say, and I know you know this, but Hope Through Horses is a partial sponsor for this podcast and we appreciate them dearly. And they do an awful lot to support our graduates and others who come through the program. So if you get a chance, go to hopethroughhorses.com. On your way to touchofequine.ca to meet Tracy, there's a way to contact her. You can call her and have a conversation with her by phone about any of this that we've talked about today. I have a lot of graduates, and I will tell you, this lady is all heart. She's all real, all substance very genuine and anything you would bring to her, she will be in a non-judgmental loving state to work with you on. Tracy, do you have any final words you want to say to our listeners today? You know, really encourage the listeners to reach out. And if you're finding yourself, you know, stuck and not enjoying life the way that you hope it would look, reach out to myself or any other gestaltist who is trained through Touch by a Horse, and we can help you access those places that are ready to be healed and open up space for you to create that vision for what your life will look like and what you want it to be like. Beautiful. I love that. I love that. And I will say, or you just want to get away from the USA politics for a while, go up to Manitoba and have a good vacay. So we've got nothing but drama going on down here. Go up there and enjoy that beautiful country. Thanks for taking this time with me, Tracy. Thank you so much, Melissa. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Bye y'all. My next one will be back with Dane. He'll look forward to being with all of you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Touched by a Horse podcast. If you'd like more information about anything we've talked about on the show today or our certification program, please visit our website at touchedbyahorse.com. That's touchedbyahorse.com. Or contact our office by phone at 303-440-7125. Also, be sure to keep up with us on social media. We're at Touched by a Horse on both Facebook and Instagram. See you around the barn and on the next episode.